Well, Merry Christmas, Vibe Church family, wherever you're watching around the world, throughout the week. We are so honored that you would make space and room to connect with us today. If I haven't had the privilege to meet you yet, my name is Tyler West. I get to serve as the founder and lead pastor of the Vine Church here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And we are so thankful for technology where we can connect together 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365.25 days a year. Speaking of that, we have created a space and a place for you. If it's your first time getting together with us, we call this space and place the garden. And since we're gathering together virtually, we also have a space and a place called our virtual garden. And you can visit that today in our free Vine Church app. Go to the vine.tv slash app and you can download that free app today because it's going to be your information hub. You're going to find everything we believe at the Vine Church. You're going to find a Bible in there. You're going to find all the ministries we have, all the events we have going on, a prayer wall where you can submit prayer requests. Eventually we'll have some blog posts on there, but also it's going to be a space and a place for you to take notes as we learn from what the Lord has us asked for us in his word today. Speaking of going into God's word, I'm so thankful here uh, at the Vine Church that we walk in faithful obedience to all that God has called us to do. Because each and every year for the two Sundays after Christmas and the Sunday of, around July 4th, we have what's called our winter Sabbath and our summer Sabbath. And so because of that, next Sunday, December 31st, and the following Sunday, January 7th, 2024, we will be on winter Sabbath. And what we do is as a Vine fam, we get our families around the table. We take a collective breath as we have gone through the chaos of the holidays, but also prepare our hearts for the new semester of the school year ahead and for what we're going to be diving into when we gather together again at the downtown YMCA at Spartanburg on Sunday, January 4th, 14th, excuse me, 2024, as we kick off our brand new series on prayer. Now, speaking of going and walking in obedience to the Lord and diving into his word, I'm so thankful for our vine sowers here of our vine fam, who so generously where God has called us to. In a little over six years here at the Vine Church, we have got to sow in over $280,000 into global missions. And I'm going to tell you right now, the heart of every one of our sowers that give them their time and their talent and their treasure is we would give ten, that 10 times over if that's what God called us to, if just one person would come to know Jesus as Lord. And because we operate in that heart and walk in that obedience to the Lord here at the Vine every Christmas on the second Sunday of December, we have what's called our Heart for the House Christmas Offering or our Heart for the House Offering. And this year we can celebrate over $15,175. We were able to gather together and every cent of that offering goes straight out to sow into global missions. And if you want to find out the, the, the ministries that we got to sow into this year, go to the vine.tv slash Christmas and you're going to find them. First and foremost, we got to help children around the world through Operation Christmas Child. We also got to help children in our community with two ministries. The first is the YMCA by supporting the after school program and the summer program for children who couldn't afford it otherwise, but also the Hope Center for Children who helps foster children and foster families here in the upstate of South Carolina. Not only that, we got to help jumpstart prison ministry. And what they do is they meet prisoners right where they are inside the prison, have leaders who are housed there, and they walk through an entire year program, they walk through the gospel, they make sure that prisoners know that it's not just a physical prison they're in, that all of us are in a prison of sin without Christ Jesus as Lord of our life. And so they walk them through that and help them as they get out of prison, get in transition back in the community, but more importantly, walk in the fullness of who God created them to be. 
We have two more ministries we also got to support here in upstate South Carolina, and that's the Believe Outreach Closet and Invisible Ministries. Both of those ministries are homeless ministries here. So we are so excited that we get to give donations into that. We get to give shoeboxes that go around the world. And I'm so thankful for what Jesus wants to continue to do through each and every one of us because we live that heart. We know that Jesus can do with more, more with $1 in his hand than a million dollars in our bank account. So if you would like to partner with us and get the gospel to the ends of the earth, you can do that today. Go to thevine.tv slash give, or you can also give inside of our free Vine Church app. And so that's going to lead us into the word that the Lord has for us today. And so if you've been hanging out with us, I'm going to pull up my app really quick so I can make sure I don't get rambling here and I make sure I can continue into the notes that we have for us. If you've been hanging out with us, this is the fourth Sunday of Advent. Now, what happens is every year there are four Sundays that lead up to Christmas. This year's kind of cool because you get the fourth Sunday and the fifth candle that will be lit. And so we have, have two candles that will be lit this Sunday. And what this is, is we look forward to Christ's arrival. It is actually the ultimate arrival. That is what Advent means. And so today being the fourth Sunday of Advent is when we would light the angel's candle or the love candle, as well as the white candle that is in the center. And we call that the Jesus candle or the Christ candle, because we are celebrating what Christmas is all about, Christ's arrival. And that's what we're going to learn through today. What Christmas is all about what Christmas is all about what Christmas is all about so I just want to help you You know I like to say this at the beginning and I love how we get to gather together because here at the Vine Church we want to gather together as a family we're going to do things as a family so I need your help wherever you're watching right now around the world I want you to say these words after me God loves me and God has not forgotten me God loves me and God has not forgotten me God loves me and God has not forgotten me See, that's what Christmas is all about. I'm sure that many of us have our favorite Christmas books, our favorite Christmas movies, our favorite Christmas carols. We've been walking through these the past few weeks. But if you know anything about me, <clears throat> one of my favorite Christmas movies, books, or whatnot, as you can see, this giant book is big enough so that I can actually read it is the Charlie Brown Christmas. Now, many of us, most of our parents or our grandparents grew up watching this on TV, and that's literally what Charlie Brown is in the search for, what Christmas is all about. And if you've ever seen it really quickly, what happens is Charlie Brown goes and he finds this little tree, more on that in a second, and it just doesn't meet standard, and Charlie Brown is trying to figure out, look at this cool thing. My sister blessed me with this. It's good stuff. But Charlie Brown is trying to figure out what Christmas is all about. And all of a sudden, his friend Linus comes up and he says, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is about. He calls for the lights and the lights dimmed and Linus began to read. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you glad tidings of great joy for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, with the angel there was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The lights came back on, and Linus looked at his friend, who is Charlie Brown, and said, That's what Christmas 
is all about Charlie Brown. Now, wherever you're watching today or wherever you're hanging out with us right now, I, I'm so thankful we have those books. But what I just told you about what Christmas is all about may not even be a revelation to you. You may have grown up, and especially where we are here in the United States, we grew up knowing that Christmas was about Jesus coming, about God coming. And so today, when you go and answer that question, maybe before you shut this off, I want you to hang in. Maybe the deeper question you should be asking isn't that Christmas is about Christ coming. Maybe the question you should be asking that many of you may be asking today is why? Is why? See, uh, my sister is amazing at Christmas. You know anything about my sister? She can make Christmas. She hadn't even touched this tree. I mean, if she did, it would be absolutely amazing. She can make things go, and usually we're able to do that. But as always, I'm a little behind the curve. Maybe you are too. But as we dive into this question and we ask why about Christmas, I always think about Charlie Brown and his little Christmas tree. You see, I think many of us probably feel like this Christmas tree today. If you've ever seen Charlie Brown, you know, when it came to the Christmas tree, he just thought he messed everything up. This little tree was there. It just, it fell over like I have this little ornament here. You know, it fell over at the end. More on that in a minute. But Charlie Brown was just trying to get the perfect Christmas tree, was trying to get the perfect gift. He was just trying to find out what Christmas was all about. And he kept getting stumped everywhere he went until Linus read Luke 2, verse 8 through 15. And when you read Luke 2, verse 8 through 15, look at what the angels did. They came to these guys named the shepherds, the shepherds. Now, whether you grew up in church or not, the shepherd isn't always, doesn't sound like a, a big, big uh, profession right now, does it? But you see, in the Old Testament, shepherds had a status. As a matter of fact, kings came that were shepherds. King David was a shepherd. So shepherds had this status. In the time when Jesus was there, though, when Jesus arrives at Christmas, shepherds had lost all their status. As a matter of fact, most of the reason that shepherds were shepherds where they couldn't find was because they couldn't find a job elsewhere. And the reason that they couldn't is because many of them were ex-cons. They were convicts. So imagine you're married there as you know the Christmas story, and all of a sudden, uh, ex-cons come and knock on your door and want to see the baby lying in a manger. And you look at her faith, and she says, yes, they want to, she allows them to do that. So just imagine where they are. And what, being that, maybe that's where you are. You, maybe you're not an ex-convict. Maybe you're just in a season of the shepherds where you just feel you're lost, you feel you're lonely, and you feel you're left out. And I want you to take courage today because Christmas is all about the lost the lonely and the left out, finding the good news and finding the one thing that satisfies that this earth can't satisfy and stops our search for that. Maybe it's not that that stirs you today. Maybe like that tree, you're not feeling broken because you're lost, lonely, and left out. Maybe there was a moment in time where you professed Christ as Lord and, and you just feel, you just feel Nothing really right now. Maybe you're not in a church. Maybe you're not in a home group. Maybe you just feel stagnant or broken in your walk. And we can identify in, with the shepherds that way. Maybe the reason you feel that way, whether you know Christ as Lord or not, is you've been stuck in what religion says Christmas is instead of what Christmas really is, which is the gospel of Jesus. See, religion will tell you, you have got to clean yourself up and be perfect. You've got to have the perfect tree, the perfect gift, the perfect house, the perfect career, the perfect bank account before God would even consider you. And maybe just maybe you'll catch him on a good day and he'll let you into heaven when it's all said and done. And you've lived your life in religion that way. And Christmas comes and the gospel comes and pushes back and says, I'm not afraid of your mess. God instead comes 
to us, for us, in the midst of our mess, to the messiest of all the shepherds. Maybe today you're not stuck in that. Maybe religion hasn't got you stuck in making sure that you are just perfect to get there. But maybe, just maybe, you've got yourself stuck in religion. And this is what you're stuck yourself in religion of. You think you can earn it. See, there was no doubt that the shepherds couldn't earn anything. They were the dregs of society at that time, so they knew that they were just lowly shepherds out in a field. And they never thought that salvation could be something that was for them, and I'm sure they tried earning it at some point. As a matter of fact, when Jesus was here, he talks about the Pharisees trying to earn it. But I just want to tell you what Christmas does is it tells you you can't earn salvation on your own. Neither can I. But in spite of that, God comes, and Jesus, this baby born, on Christmas, what Christmas is all about. And instead of it being about you earning it, he earns it for you. He earns it for me. See, the truth of the matter is all of us were the shepherds on the outside looking in in sin. None of us had a way to get into the presence of God, the very satisfying light of life that we want. And instead of us lull, instead of us trying to figure it out, instead of us working our way to earn it, we have to come to the realization that we can't save ourselves. And maybe today you're 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 saying, well, no, 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 this this Christianity thing isn't how I save myself. I, I don't I don't believe any of this. It's just mumbo jumbo. And I just want to ask you today and just throw something out there. The number one section on bookstores and the number one section probably on website orders, that's good, especially the week after Christmas, is self-help. And I just want to say, if we need help, self-help, which is the biggest section, which, by the way, if, if it actually worked, there would only need to be one book. It wouldn't be an ever-expanding section with volumes. It would be a small section, right? I digress. The real question isn't about self-help. The real question is, how do we know that we need self-help? You see, that's what Christmas is about. Because if we admit that we know we need help, it means that we are looking for a savior, a hero to come, rescue us from the evil that we can't rescue ourselves from. And see, that's what Christmas does. Jesus comes. He comes to rescue us in spite of ourselves from where we are. That is the why of Christmas. We are sinners in need of a Savior. And instead of leaving us in our, in our lost, lonely, hopeless, left out state, God said, I'm going to do for you what you can't do for yourself. See, that's what Christmas, Christmas is all about. See, for each and every one of us, I'm about to go back to our Charlie Brown tree when we think about this, is I wonder if today that's where we're stuck. I wonder if today we would see where Christmas is and that Christmas is about Jesus. See, all of us are born like this little Charlie Brown tree. If you remember really quick where Linus Linus goes, as Linus ends up, if you remember the end of Charlie Brown, uh, when everyone comes together, you know, he comes to my, my dude Snoop, and he's won the first prize because he's the high, the best decorated house for Christmas. And Charlie Brown takes his little tree, and he pulls his little ornament off, and the tree collapses down. And Charlie Brown's just so frustrated because why does everything he touched just go to waste? Why does everything he does just does not work out? And all of a sudden, my man Linus comes up. 
and he wraps his blanket around that tree, his security blanket, by the way. And he says, I knew it was a good tree. All it needed was a little love. Just a little love. See, what if that's what Christmas is about? God knowing that we are a good tree, but we just needed a little love. A little love that couldn't be found inside of ourselves, that, that had to come from outside of us. That love that we longed, that love that we needed had to come from outside of us, and it had to come from Creator God alone. And because it had to come from Creator God alone, He said, I'm going to bring it to you instead of you trying to work your way to me to get it. To the skeptic right now, I thank you that you've hung out this long with us. And maybe today what you're trying to say right now is, isn't it just time that we all grow up? Isn't it just time that we move past this? Like all of us just need to move on. And I just want to, I just want you to hang in here and ponder something with me really quick. Just about every Christmas movie we're about to watch, every Hallmark movie, every everything you're going to watch on TV right now usually has one thing, an adult that doesn't get it and a kid that does. Have you ever seen The Wonder of Christmas in a kid's eyes? Isn't that just something special? Yet those movies always point out to what in adulthood we've forgotten. Most of the time that person has forgotten the spirit of Christmas. In other words, what it means is as they have grown up, as you say, they have lost their faith. They have dulled their faith because they tried everything to save themselves. They've tried everything to have the perfection and the perfect Christmas that they so long for, and they just can't do it. And to the skeptic today, I wonder if that's where you are. Maybe you don't get the Charlie Brown tree and you say, hey, that's a cute little thing, but it doesn't work for me. But let me ask you this then, if you're hanging in here with us, if Christmas really is all about love. What makes a Christmas tree special? Some would say what's on top of the tree. Some would say what's on the tree, the ornaments that are on the tree. And some, some would argue what's under the tree. Some would argue what's gathered around the tree. And, and all of those are absolutely amazing arguments. But what I would say is really the most important thing about a tree is this. As you see this handy dandy timer we're going to use here in a moment. See, I think that the most important thing about a Christmas tree is lights. Because see, as these lights come on and remind us. This Christmas tree can be shared with everyone when lights come on, can't they? This Christmas tree, if it doesn't have lights, you can't enjoy the ornaments. It only is for a little bit of time. You can't enjoy what's on top of the tree. You can't see what's under the tree. If you don't have lights, the Christmas tree really isn't living to its full potential. And what if I told you today, just like the lights that are pre-wired on this tree, that each and every one of us are pre-wired with lights inside of us. And the biggest waste and the biggest tragedy of our life is we will spend our entire life on this earth trying to find the power to turn our lights on. And we will plug it into the things of this world. We'll try to have the perfect Christmas. We'll try to have the perfect house. We'll try to have the perfect car. Try to have the perfect relationship, the perfect children, the perfect everything. And it just comes up short and it leaves us grown up, hopeless, helpless, lost, lonely, and left out. 
But God, instead of leaving us in that state, loved us enough to say, hey, I'm not going to leave you in that state. I know I created you with light in you, but the only way that you can have it is to be in a relationship with me and plugged into me. And so what did God do? And that's what Christmas is all about, not just a baby in a manger, but what he grows up to do for us is he said, I'm going to come down to you and I'm going to do for you what you can't do for yourself. As a matter of fact, I'm going to live the perfect sinless life you can't live. And what does that do? That actually cleans us up. And he said, I'm not just going to make a way for you to be cleaned up so that you can be in relationship with me. I'm actually going to pay the eternal sacrifice for you so that you don't have to earn salvation. I'm going to earn it for you. And that's what Jesus did for us on a bloodstained cross by dying the death we deserve, the wages of our sin. But he didn't stop there. He said, not only am I going to give a way for you to be cleaned up, a way that you don't have to earn salvation, I'm going to have a way that you can live it out. And he left an empty tomb, defeating death, hell, and the grave so that we can shine our light. Now we don't have to wait until we get in heaven for eternity to do it. So what is Christmas all about? God's love for us. A lost, hopeless lonely, left out people. He came to us in love in spite of us and made a way for us to have life through Christ, our light. John 3, 16 and 17 reminds us what Christmas is about. And it says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And this is what that means. God is not angry at you. He is not upset. He is not telling you to clean yourself up before you come to him. He is not telling you, you got to give a specific amount to church, volunteer a certain amount of hours. You got to show up to church a certain amount of Sunday. He is saying right now in your mess, will you open and receive by faith this free gift of salvation that Christmas came to give us, that Jesus came to give us at Christmas? See, the only way to open the gift is faith. you got to have faith to connect with him. I will ask you, around this world, what have you been trying to plug into and you put your faith in anything other than Christ? And I'm telling you, you'll never be able to shine the light that you were created to shine without Jesus. Would you receive his free gift of salvation today? He's not condemning you. He's not judging you. As a matter of fact, he is standing there with an open arm saying, I know all you need is just a little love. Would you bow your head and pray? It's here at the Vine Church. We pray as a family out loud for the benefit of those who are coming to faith for the first time. It's not going to be the words of this prayer that saves you. It's the faith that Jesus is who he says he is. And so would you please repeat these words out loud after me? And it is this. Dear Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner separated from you. I believe you came, lived the perfect sinless life I couldn't live die the death I deserve, paying the penalty for my sins on the cross, but love me enough not to stay dead, but rose again on the third day so that I may have life. Come take over my life, Lord. Teach me to follow you step by step the rest of my life the best way I know how. 
And with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're only going to see me looking up at you right now. And I just want to say it for the first time, you have received this free gift of salvation by having faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to ask you to do something bold. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Would you raise your hand? And just this act of surrender, I just want to tell you that angels in heaven are celebrating and rejoicing now louder than they were on that first Christmas. And I'm going to tell you right now, we want to celebrate this decision with you. If you don't see a comment below, would you please let us know by shooting us a message in our Vine Church app. If you're online watching, you can go to thevine.tv slash respond. And what we would love to do is celebrate this decision with you because we want to let you know this isn't the finish line, my friend. This, this is the starting block. And we want to help you get in touch with a local church to continue to help you learn and grow and follow Jesus and be the light that you were created to be. And for the rest of us, I just want to say and, and, pray, and hope and pray that you are encouraged today. You would be reminded that you and I have the light of Christ to a world who is wearily searching for him, who at one time, as we once were, they feel lost, lonely, and left out. But through Christ alone, we have a family, we are welcome, and we are set free. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. I hope you have an awesome new year. If we don't get to see you again until January 14th, but we hope and pray that you will join us next Sunday as we have a brand new message on December 31st for all of our Vine fam around the world throughout the week. I say it because I mean it. I love each and every one of you. And always remember the best is still yet to come.